hindsight, you can go back and look at everything. But the two things that you know come to mind would have been like what I've learned. I already talked about the toll on the goaltenders going to sway a little earlier. What game that is, you know, that's debatable. Again, that's hindsight. Not starting with my normal lines for game five. I have my logic as to why it made sense, but it didn't help us with our start, obviously, right? That I learned from. I think I could have switched to deep pairings on mood and matchups were a little bit quicker. We were shutting down one line really well, we weren't shutting down another line really well. We did for two games, but we didn't for five. Those are the things that really stick with me. But the number one thing is, is my job is to get the players to elevate their games, and I didn't do that. Jim Montgomery, week two of Bruins breakups. Earlier today, over at TD Garden, it's hour number two. Jones and Mego with Arcan here on WEEI. Two for Tuesday. We got two more tickets to Red Sox and Rays to give away in one half hour at 3.30, so stay tuned for that. I want to get your guys' big takeaways from this management breakup press conference. We heard from all the players last week after the Bruins shockingly blew a 3-1 lead against Florida and choked after having the greatest regular season in the history of the sport. One of the greatest regular seasons in the history of any sport, and they're out in round one. I'm curious your big takeaways. My, mine is almost all linked to Montgomery, who I think, <laughs> I don't think came across very well today. And I don't think when you listen to the people around him, Mego, specifically Don Sweeney and Charlie Jacobs, I don't think there was a ton of defense for Jim Montgomery as well. Uh, but I'm curious your big takeaways from today, now that we've heard from Montgomery and Sweeney and Neely and Charlie Jacobs. No Jeremy Jacobs, by the way, if you're mm, curious. Mine is, and you might want to cover your ears for this. <laughs> <laughs> what is with these availabilities? First, it was the breakout interviews in the dressing room last week with the fire alarm going off. Yep. Now they're having some technical difficulties with mic feedback or something in this one. Yeah, do you, do you have some of this, Ryan? I think we have some examples okay, of... Yeah, hardcore volume warning. Th okay. This is all-time bad okay, stuff. Okay, so, so Mego's right. Last week, during Pasternak's breakup, there was just a, a fire alarm going off. And then today, at the start of this thing, here's what it sounded like. In hindsight, absolutely. You know, uh, the mistake I made is I try and put our players in the best situation to accept. Come <laughs> 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 Are you kidding? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I think with <laughs> okay, so that's enough. Oh, yeah, it sounds... It sounds like a no, bad a added mental grind. It sounds like a bad like battle of the bands oh. or something like that. It sounds like a bad battle of the bands where they can't they can't get the 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 proper mic or the uh the the speaker on the stand hooked up properly and it's feeding back cuz the guitar's too close to it or the microphone's too close then to he it. He was getting out and be like, "Hello." <laughs> That's what it sounded like yeah. though. Oh, what, what mic, do I do wrong? I just I will say this, Mego, now that you you brought up the the feedback for an organization that this is supposed to be management, this is supposed to be ownership level, although, again, Jeremy Jacobs wasn't there, you're supposed to look like professional and buttoned down, and you can't even do that. <laughs> like, you can't even get the microphone plugged in properly. And it's like, your, te your team was a clown show. <laughs> this press conference was a clown show. <laughs> like, your whole organization is a joke. Like, I, I wouldn't blame anybody who looked at it Don't and said... Private. We're right here. Now, what is it? I wouldn't blame anybody who said... 
the organization's a joke. You look like a joke on the ice, off the ice. Your whole organization, top to bottom, looks like a joke based on how you carried yourself today. The breakup press conferences last week with the fire alarm going off. And on top of that, your play on the ice. Like the whole thing, top to bottom, looks like a clown show. It looks like a joke. And it should be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed by this today. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, from a hockey perspective, though, what jumped out to me were the Sweeney comments. Sweeney basically saying, dancing around, saying, you know, it's going to be about the young core here. We don't have any draft picks. We're going to be up against the cap. So that and that there's apparently no timeline for whenever Bergeron and Krejci are going to make their decisions about whether there good. even is a possibility Shock for good. No, back. that's good. Yeah. Right. Well, they saw David Pasternak. He spoke the other day. It looks like you really took it upon yourself <laughs> to be that leader, to, to take it to another like, level. Like, what, what is wrong with them? <laughs> like, honestly, what is wrong with them? On the ice, off the ice, what's wrong with this stupid organization? Like, seriously. RK, what was your big takeaway today? Um, I, I feel ready, you know. I, how I said I had the best teachers. In. <laughs> uh, the thing, the quote that stood out to me the most was something that Jim Montgomery said. Uh, he was asked about Patrice Bergeron playing in Game 5, and Montgomery said uh, that Bergeron, uh, he asked Bergeron if it made sense to rest him up 3-1, and Bergeron said, Monty, I'm playing. And if that's not, I mean, if that doesn't encapsulate everything that you know is right and wrong about this Bruins team, but in this case, what's very, very wrong with it, I don't know what does. I mean, they were up 3-1. They'd been doing fine without Bergeron, and Bergeron was clearly not himself. And he says to the head coach, I don't care what you say, I'm playing, and that's that. And he's playing, just like, you know, Tuca's going to be playing against the Islanders, and that's that. And we're going to do this the way we want to, and that's the way it is, and you can't do anything about it, head coach, sorry. And, you know, I mean, not just this past year, we're talking, we're going on 15 years, basically, of uh, not really, but I mean, I'd say 12 years of this kind of stuff. And it just, you know, I mean, you saw it crash and burn about as spectacularly as it possibly can. The idea that you can just let your best players, your beloved best players, run the show like this is just wrong. I mean, it's just wrong, and it's not working, and it hasn't worked, and that's it. Two questions, though. Were you surprised to hear that? Like, were you surprised no. that that happened? Because we all assumed that was the case behind the scenes, or were you surprised that he came out and told everybody that? I'm a little... I don't know how he meant it. I don't know Do if he meant he was it... Try, I think he was trying to say, like, well... Bergeron's so tough. Right, I think he was. I think he meant it as a compliment to Bergeron, but also it could be viewed as him saying, hey, I didn't want to play the guy, but, you know, he runs the show, and that's what they told me when I took the job, is that if he wants to play, he has to play, and so I had to let him play, and that's it. And maybe he was sort of, you know, brushing that off like he did with goalie Bob. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not Monty. He's done that before. Passing wanna, the buck again. Yeah. I want to get to the goalie Bob thing, but that that's what I think it is. I know he tried to walk that back today, but, you know. So, okay, yeah, let's hear that. In the playoffs. <laughs> oh. Try the try Cam Spike, maybe. <laughs> yeah, try Cam Spike. What a mess. Yeah, try try guys. Try something else. Do do something different. No, no, no. Keep doing it. But like, I, I just thought Montgomery came across horribly today. You know, on the 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 answer about Bergeron. Like, oh yeah, well, you know, I just I I don't know. Bergeron wanted to play, so I let him play. Or again, goalie Bob. Let, let's hear this because he he threw he threw the goalie coach under the bus last week. And again, it's like, oh, so you don't pick the goalie. Because that's goalie Bob, so you blame him for that. You don't say who's in or out of the lineup. That's up to the players. Like, again, what exactly do you do, Monty? Let's hear this answer. All season long, I said, you know, goalie Bob, you know, makes the decision. I make the final decision, right? I'm the one that picks the starter. So it's not goalie Bob's decision. But I really rely on him heavily. And to answer your question specifically is, 
you know, we discussed this as a staff. I will talk in the playoffs, especially even more so with Sweens and Camp, you know. And in the end, we win game three and four. So you have two days off. I think game five is going to go well. And <clears throat> I personally, you know, spoke with uh, Linus. And he answered me a real honest question and took ownership of where he was at in game five. And what he relayed to me made me believe that you learn and you grow, and he was ready to grow and lead us to game six win. And that in the end is what made me decide that he was our goaltender for game six. Okay. I just, I don't get why he had to get the whole game. I don't get why when you, I would have started him in game six too. And I didn't even talk to Linus like like Montgomery did or goalie Bob for that matter. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. I, I don't get why he had such a long leash with Linus Allmark. I know the game was close the whole time. He clearly didn't have it in game six to the point where they didn't start him in game seven. So why'd you leave him in for that long? But I, I just think there was a lot of that from Montgomery today where I think the confidence of the fan base should be shaken in the team and the core. And we've talked about that. I don't know that we've talked enough about Montgomery. We, we discussed this late in the week. Like, how much of it is on him? Should he be nervous about his job at all? We talked about that late last week. I feel like the fan base, their confidence is shaken in him. Where it's like, well, yeah, he got up there and he did a pretty good job, I guess, this year. Although, what specifically did he do? I have no idea. It feels a little bit like, you know, when Alex Cora won in the absence of John Farrell. Like, everybody just hated Farrell, so Cora came in and did a good job, and they won a World Series. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, maybe Cora's really good. Since then, it's been a mixed bag. At least he's got another run to an ALCS. Montgomery, what'd you really do? Did you really do anything? Did the players just really hate Cassidy that much? And, oh, my God, is the organization going to look horrible if Cassidy keeps going on a run? They won last night against Edmonton. Montgomery will look bad. The whole organization, top to bottom, will look bad. Maybe worse than they have. What would you say? You do. It's a good question. What do you do? And I feel like the I have people skills. I feel like the confidence is a little shaken in Montgomery and his people skills and whatever else it is that he does. I feel like it's a little uh, a little shaken among the fan base. I am good at dealing with people. I do feel that way, Mego. I agree. Of course, it's going to be shaken because they had a first round exit. So it makes you look back and go, "What the hell was this all for?" But he's up there looking like he doesn't know what he's doing and doesn't know what he's he's, talking about. He's also saying Bergeron made the choice that he was going to play. That Linus told me, you know, that he needed to go in and start game six and play game six. And I'm sorry I said it was all on goalie Bob before goalie Bob gave me bad advice, essentially. Like, he he owned up. He was like, yeah, ultimately, it's my decision. But I based that decision on information from goalie Bob. It's like, okay, so we walked it back, and then we sprinted forward again. It reminded me of the Missoula timeout. It's like, yeah, Joe, you apologize for the timeout. I don't really believe you. You're apologizing for throwing goalie Bob under the bus. You're explaining why you said what you said. I don't really believe you. I don't really know what you do. And is your confidence shaken? Am I wrong? You tell me, Bruins fans. Like, this was a wild, horrible, awful collapse. 617-779-7937. Do you look at this core differently? Do you look at the coach specifically differently? When he's flailing around, he can't answer questions, he looks wishy-washy like he did today, and on top of that, when his bosses are throwing him under the bus. He's throwing players under the bus. He's throwing goalie coaches under the bus. Everybody above him, the people in charge, are throwing him under the bus. Is Montgomery on the hot seat? 
Should he be? 617-779-7937. How are you feeling about your head coach, Bruins fans? We'll get to that.